The information and opinions expressed on the Functional Health Forum are intended to address specific questions asked or situations described on the program and are not designated to constitute advice or recommendations as to any disease, ailment, or physical condition. You should not act or rely on any information contained in this program without seeking the advice of your personal physician. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed during this program, please contact your doctor. The doctor is in the house. The Functional Health Forum is your place to talk with doctors to discuss and get answers to your medical questions at no charge each Saturday from noon to one. If you've been diagnosed and wondered if there is another way, then call in to the show today and talk with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler, 866-577-2473. And now it's time for the Functional Health Forum. Welcome to the Functional Health Forum. I'll be your host for the next hour as you enjoy another sunny day in sunny San Diego. And I have the fortune of being here with Dr. Scott Walker. Dr. Walker has been a chiropractor for 50 years, a a clinician for that long, who developed and implements the neuro-emotional technique. We call it NET for short. He teaches seminars, he teaches uh, practitioners, and he's used and been experienced in developing this technique. And I thought I would share that with you today because I've actually had the uh, pleasure of being trained by him personally. We spent six months together, one day a week in the office with working with cancer patients, learning more of the emotional roots to the problems they're having suffering with cancer and trying to unravel that emo- those emotional complexes. So he's developed a very fascinating technique, which is uh, will tie into some of the things we've talked about in the show before, including acupuncture and the Chinese meridians, homeopathy. So we have a number of different things. So welcome today, and thank you for sure for coming in, Doctor yep. Walker. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I said fifty years of practice. It's going to be some creaky old man here. You know? <laughs> well, I'm looking at you, white hair, white beard. <laughs> Call you Santa Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Santa Your Scott here. Time of year. So thanks for having me on the on the program. I hope I can help help somebody understand something. Well, that you helped me stand, yeah. understand, and I'm certainly will. You certainly will add to and enrich certainly the experience that people have had with the NET technique. How did you get into this? This is a fascinating technique because you took a number of things, put them together. How did you do that? Well, uh, thanks for asking. Um, it was born of frustration, to tell you the truth. You know, um, when I was uh, 15 years old, I had an affliction. I had a low back pain, and I went to a chiropractor, and in in one visit, he fixed. Um, the low back pain, but he also fixed um, chronic headaches that I had since I was born. I was born with forceps. I think I told you about that one day. And anyhow, because of the forceps, it twisted my neck and I had daily headaches uh, for 15 years until I went to see this chiropractor. He didn't even know that I had headaches. He did a sloppy case history. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said, hey, you've got some pressure up here in your neck. You want me to fix it? I said, okay. So it was gone, and I knew I was going to be a chiropractor at that time. So I thought that was my model going into school. I thought, oh, you fix people one time, that's it. You know, it's that's all amazing. It was pretty naive, but um, and then I got out in the real world, and I found out that I couldn't fix everybody with one visit. And uh, so I, I kept asking why, 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 and the answer to that eventually came down to after much frustration and trial and error and many seminars, most post a lot of postgraduate education, I finally figured out that really the bottom line cause of a lot of problems, not every problem, but a lot of problems, the bottom line is emotional conflict. And so then I took all the seminars, all my learning that I had, and I put together a package and I got lucky and it worked. 
So for the benefit of the listeners, you talk about an emotional conflict. Now I understand that, but just for the benefit of the listeners, when you talk about that, what is, give me an example, what does that actually mean when you talk about? Well, everybody experiences emotional stress. I think that's universal. And when you analyze emotional stress, you realize that you are in conflict with a situation that's right in front of you. And uh, you can be in conflict with a situation right in front of you, uh, but not having an emotional conflict, okay? So uh, uh, two plus two equals five, that doesn't really work, but it's not necessarily an emotional conflict, okay? But if other things happen, oh, we're gonna have a wedding and, and so-and-so wants to bring her new boyfriend to the wedding, but she was married to this other guy that's coming to the wedding. You know how those kind of things okay, go. Okay, so now, you have an emo- now there's emotional. Now there's emotion attached but to it. But the wedding in itself could be an exciting event. The, it, the wedding itself is neutral. It just is. Okay. And then every, everybody reacts to the world as they are, not as the world is. So we have these emotional conflicts. And, and to be honest with you, as you know from st- taking the course, many of these come in our formative years, that we get conditioned to the world in our formative years. And we're still reacting as adults 30 and 40 and 50 years later to these things that happened to us as we were growing up. And uh, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way that it is. And so sometimes in order to resolve the present day conflict, we actually have to trace through a very um, uh, streamlined method of finding where emotional conflicts may have been in that person's life early on. And I'll ask you a question because I never asked this before, too. (laughs) But uh, have you noticed in your life, um, a lot of my patients have, and I'm just guessing you do, that there's a repeated pattern in your life, that this happens and then something else happens and you say, hey, wait a second, I've been here before. Different players, different names, right. has that happened to you? But the same, we, we sort of relive and rehash the same process <laughs> over and over again. Right. Exactly. Keep on doing it over right. and over. Right, and finally you gotta realize, uh, I could do it a little differently. <laughs> 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 I know how this comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, Freud, um, the Austrian, he, he had a name for it. He called it repetition compulsion, which uh, means that, um, compelled to repeat the trauma, compelled to repeat the trauma. And it's very true and it's unfortunate, but if a young lady is molested or raped at an early age, uh, she may find that that happens again. In fact, uh, statistically, if a person, uh, let's just take rape, if a female's been raped, she has a statistically higher chance of being raped again than somebody that's never been raped. It's counterintuitive. But this is the way that it, it happens. People see it, they know about it. We don't know why it happens but we know that it does. So that's an emotional entry point, yes. that act. Thank it's you. an emotional entry point. So we have an opening of mm-hmm. the psyche, lack of a better word. So there is injury, mm-hmm. and so we try to c- cover and protect that, but yet we want to be inducing the same injury over again. Yeah, it's right. unfortunate we don't just have a conscious mind because a lot is in the subconscious and that's what happens. But I don't want to get too esoteric about it. The main thing is, is that we have now a method of finding the trauma and resolving the trauma, and it's easy, and it's fast, and it's painless, and it's done no drugs, no surgery, and uh, it uh, it gets results, and people can be relieved of this. And, um, and it's not, I mean, getting rid of the emotional reactivity is, is good, but what's better than that is getting rid of the disease process that often grows out of that. In other words, there's having some problems with their bladder, having problems with their liver, having problems with all kinds of cell metabolism problems, musculoskeletal problems, or even psychological problems okay, they're so, having problems with their boss. But so from your experience, you can actually say there's been a reversal of those types of things if they're, they're you know, basically we think of health and deterioration of health as a process. 
the, yes. sort of the snowballing effect coming down the hill. Exactly. So if you can reverse that process, and part of reversing that process is releasing that emotional injury. Yes. And healing that. So you actually see there's a healing of that emotional injury. The healing of it comes. That was interesting. I was talking to um, uh, a guy that I may mention, but anyhow, his name is um, a, a famous uh, uh, scientist. His name's Andrew Newberg. He's the guy that wrote Why God Won't Go Away, and he he's done work on, with books on where the neurology picks up uh, uh, people's spiritual experiences and their bodies. And he has functional MRIs and he isolates them and he, he's real good. So he's on the, he's a cutting edge MD like yourself. And um, he's at Thomas Jefferson University. But um, he got on the phone with me the other day and some other people on the board. And he said, uh, uh, you know, Scott, he says, we can do the functional MRI, but we, now we can also do a PET scan. I said, well, what's, what are we going to do with that? And he says, well, we can find out where there's inflammation in the body that's coming from this emotional trauma. And I stood up. I said, oh, my God, that's where we started. We didn't start to develop a, a technique to help people with their emotional problems. We started trying to find out what was causing their orthopedic-type problems, what their structural problems were. From a chiropractic were. standpoint. That, the right. chiropr from a chiro mm -hmm. chiropractic standpoint. I said, we've come full circle. We're back home again. Awesome. And he didn't know that. He, he thought that this was a technique that was just for emotional trauma. No kidding. So you actually have the beginning of this thing as to where this started. Or is it, let's say when you think of an injury, do you think of the injury having an emotional problem at the same time? Or would you say the emotion precedes the injury? That's probably a, a, an interesting philosophical discussion to have. Well, it is, and it's um, there's a there's a problem out there philosophically. Uh, it's called the the mind body problem. In other words, people haven't figured out this mind body, how the mind intersects with the body, and how the body intersects with the mind. And uh, I'm glad to say that we actually have discovered a lot of the circuitry, so that we can delve into it either through the mind entry, in other words, what's going on emotionally with a person, or we can go in through where their body affliction is, whatever it is. It, a knee problem, a gallbladder problem, wow. whatever it happens to be, and we can enter there and find the emotional conflict. I hope that's not too convoluted. It's not, but I mean, I understand it because I've trained and we've looked at this before. But we're going to get to the more detail. We'll take a little bit of a break here. So we're going to hear from our sponsors. We are we're, we are here in the in the studio with Dr. Scott Walker, and this is Dr. Jurgen Winkler. I'm your host, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in about two minutes. The Functional Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly. If you have been diagnosed with cancer and are struggling financially, you may qualify to receive a cash advance for up to 50% of your life insurance policy's death benefit while still providing coverage for your family. Fighting cancer doesn't have to mean financial ruin. Make a two-minute call to find out if you qualify for the Living Benefit Program, 888-274-1777, or visit online at lifecreditcompany.com. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866 577 2473. 
Welcome back to the Functional Health Forum. This is Dr. Jurgen Winkler, and I'm in studio with Dr. Scott Walker, and we've been talking about the neuroemotional technique. So before we get too deep into all the philosophy and theory behind this, let's pick something practical. Let's pick something like back pain. Oh, right? A patient yeah. presents, he's got lower back pain, uh, they were lifting something, they turned, they twisted, ow, my back hurts. Doc, what can you do for me? Well, that's actually a good one because it's probably the most prevalent disease in America is, is low back pain. And here's what we found out about that. Contrary to what many of my colleagues think and what most people think, most low back pain is actually due to an emotional cause. It is true that they bend and they picked up something or they twisted or they even leaned over to brush their teeth in the morning and then all of a sudden they had this stabbing pain. But on analysis, when we actually analyze it, it's that they're carrying emotion. So it's basically the straw that broke the camel's back in that kind of case. So that uh, it, as remote as that seems, it's counterintuitive, but as remote as it seems, most low back pain is actually of a, an emotional origin. And these are the conflicts that people are working with all the time. And it becomes an accumulative stress syndrome. And then one day, there's back pain. And so this uh, methodology uh, addresses that, addresses it usually pretty quickly. And how would you address that? How would you Well, we have Well, we have the, the person come in, we evaluate them, and of course we, they bring in their functional MRIs, they bring in their CAT scans, they bring in their x-rays and things like that. And you know, we don't park our brains at the door, but after a while, we've seen so much of it that 97, 98% of it is not from a physical origin. It has physical manifestations but it's actually because of the musculature is imbalanced that holds the spine in place and the muscular is imbalanced because the nerves are imbalanced and the nerves are imbalanced because the nervous system's imbalanced and the nervous system's imbalanced the, because the, the limbic system effect. or the emotional part of the brain is imbalanced. And, and that's what happens. It's, it's, uh, I, it, it's actually, I, I hesitate. What, what I train doctors, I say, look, always touch the person's low back, even though we found out 98% of the time that there's an emotional cause of it. You have to address this with the patient or they'll think that you're nuts. You have to go ahead and you have to <laughs> Still gotta find the trigger go, go down there, <laughs> find the muscles that are involved and so forth, and then you can trace it back to the emotional origin. So that would be a typical thing. Or somebody comes in and they have uh, bladder problems or somebody comes in and they have gallbladder or menstrual problems or headaches or things like that. Uh, we can find the physical manifestation and then we can trace it back to see if there's an emotional component or not. So what system, how do you get into that emotional system? The, uh, the emotions um, are actually run through something called the limbic system. And the limbic system is in the center part of the brain and it has um, influence over what we call the 12 meridians. I think you've had guests that you've talked about the meridian system before. And the meridians uh, go all over the body. And so depending on which meridians are affected, will lead us to the areas of affliction. And actually that's backwards. We take the areas of affliction and we trace it back by the meridians to the emotional sense. So we start with the symptom and the problem and we work backwards to find it. So we have a methodology known as uh, muscle testing, which is kind of a biofeedback um, uh, method. And then we can go back and we can find the emotional conflict. And it's usually not any big deal. It's, you know, the little kid, when he was five, he got his bicycle stolen and his mother told him he's, she was going to get him another bicycle and he, she never did. And <laughs> that so he, hurts. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I was watching. No, so, <laughs> and, and so from that point on, uh, he was disappointed in life, but also maybe he doesn't trust women from here on out. I don't know. That's a deep one. <laughs> yeah, repetition compulsion. There you go. <laughs> 
right, so through the muscle testing, mm-hmm. which you can do arm testing or you do finger testing at all, or just you we know, don't recommend problem. the finger testing. In fact, the arm testing is a little bit. One of the things about muscle testing is it's su- really subject to error, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to have the cooperation of the patient and the practitioner. They have to be very careful with a double, triple check. Make sure that you've got an intact muscle test because it can be done in air. But once you test it two or three times and you're sure and it's a good, solid response, then you can go to the next step. And you, so, when I saw you doing that, you were repeating the question over again. When you thought, okay, this is, this is the weakness, and you go and you repeated it, you were waiting two or three times to validate your own interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, the, the, the muscle test can give extremely valuable information from the body, but you must treat it with great respect. And a lot of people out there that do the muscle test uh, don't really do that, and that's unfortunate. But in my particular case, in my office and the people that I train, I said, you know, double check it, triple check it. It only takes a minute or two. Ask the patient, did you see anything different with that muscle test than the one I just did before that? If you do, let me know, and let's get this. This is too valuable. We cannot make an error here. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, for example, someone has that back pain problem, and mm-hmm. you found, okay, there's um, an anger issue coming from the liver meridian. Mm-hmm. That's sort of an easy one to think about. So now all of a sudden you go back and you figure out and ask them, right? You ask them, what does that, what does that mean to you? Does anger mean anything to you? Yeah, we have a touch uh, of that emotion. We have a categorization thing that we can start testing and there's semantic responses. In other words, the muscle will respond to semantics once you've broken into the circuitry. And uh, you can say um, about money, job, finances, career, and, uh, and see if anything test active. And then we might go into everyone you've ever loved and everyone's ever loved you, which is basically everybody. And you find out that it's the wife and it's whatever it is. And, um, and then we can find the emotions that go with the liver, which is, as you mentioned, like liver is one of them, but, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, anger is one of them. Anger, resentment, frustration, depression, those are things associated only with the liver and gallbladder meridians. And then we can find out which one of those emotions is going on. And then suddenly the patient lights up like a light bulb and says, oh my God, of course I'm resentful with my wife because she's not treating my children from a previous marriage, right? She's treating her children and, uh, and I'm, I'm always resenting it. I'm not saying too much about it, but I'm always resenting it. And, uh, and it was just actually after one of our little spats about it, that's when I got these symptoms. So that's, um, that's typical. That's just typical. And then, oh, okay. And then what we do is we have them hold on to certain reflex points on the body and we make a little spinal tap adjustment or we have, have them touch uh, uh, what we call meridian access points or which are acupuncture points. We have them hold on to that point. And here's the trick of it. And I'm almost left this out because it's the most important thing is that counterintuitively what we have them do is we have them go back and revisit the pain that they had with their wife or with their mother or what happened in their life. Most people are trying to get away from it. Allopathic medicine is always trying to give you an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety pill, something to get away from it. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to do that. We say, listen, we've got you hooked up. We've got the circuit breakers hooked up. Go and have a controlled suffering. It'll only take a minute and then that'll resolve itself. And when that's done, you're done. And that's the whole key of this. The patient does all the work. The patient brings in their emotion, their negative emotion, which is really causing the energy imbalances in the body. They have the cure. The doctor's minor. The patient brings it in, and we let them process that privately within themselves for a minute. usually takes a minute. And then whenever it goes to neutral, we say, okay, give me the signal that you're in neutral. And then we go back and test everything again, and it's better, and the patient feels better. So you get an immediate response, and you can test for that response. You can test for the response and, and uh, the the, for the muscle test, you can find it right away, and the relief is usually not far behind. In other words, within a minute or two, 
and then you typically see the back pain get better. Even. Yes. Now, do you still yes. adjust? You still have to adjust them. You still want to do something, you know, heat, massage, or whatever to the back area, but you find you probably don't need those modalities as much. Well, that's our, you know, yes, we did all those things before. We did all those things before we did the emotional work, and now we find out with the emotional work, you don't even need to do all those things most of the time. But if we had to do it, we'd do it. We're not, we're not selling an ideology here. We're just trying to figure out what works. And because it's so consistent that it works so fast, we kind of have a lot of confidence in this emotional approach to low back pain. And that's just one pain, one problem. So that's one problem. But here's what you mentioned once before is that you were seeing in chiropractic care that there was, you know, people coming back again. And until you started dealing with the emotional part of it, then you didn't need to see them as frequently again. Is that correct? Well, that's it. And that's the wrap on the chiropractic profession is you got to keep going back. You got to keep going back. You got to keep going back. And you know what? Uh, it's true. And, uh, and we could give some relief and we're doing some people good. But, you know, at some point that back pain ought to leave if you're going to be effective at all. But when it doesn't leave and it keeps on coming back, you better try something else. And that's out of the frustration that I had because I figured it was going to take one visit for everybody and it wasn't happening in one visit. I said, you know, there's got to be a, a solution to this. And I was lucky and I figured it out. But uh, uh, now when somebody has low egg, we just say, come on, bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready for you. Let's go. <laughs> All right. But just as a disclaimer, I mean, if you've got somebody with a herniated disc, yes, you still want to refer if need be. Absolutely. If, if it's a surgical need... case, it's a surgical case. And uh, but, but nonetheless, I have to say that we look at their, um, their CAT scans. We look, at, we look at the evidence. And sometimes, you know, you've read enough of those reports that says, well, this suggests this, and this might be this, and there's right. a little evidence of that, and a little this. And we, we take that into consideration. You have to. I mean, we're we need to do everything that we possibly can to make sure that the safety of the patient is taken care of. But even after doing that, even with some negative imaging, uh, oftentimes we pull it out. We, we don't ignore it at all, uh, but oftentimes we can pull out that case. That's interesting, yeah. You know, one of the things I'd like to do is, is talk about the evidence, because we've talked about this is a great technique, we've seen it work, we all know clinically this works, but you've done some work to actually pull the research together and show, hey, here's cause and effect. And it's not just, you know, feel good and, and I get rid of this emotion, but you actually have, have got some hardcore evidence. You've done some research with that. Tell us about that. Well, it, that's the truth. It, this has uh, been around for 25 or 30 years. We've talked about 10,000 practitioners uh, around the world. Uh, but I'm very conservative. It, even this emotional stuff sounds kind of soft. The truth of it is, is that I'm actually very conservative. I'm more of a science that, scientist than anybody else. So we, I started a foundation about... 23 years ago, it's called the One Research Foundation. That's oneresearchfoundation.org. And if someone's interested, they could go to that website and they can find 20, 30 uh, scientific studies that we've done on all kinds of things from uh, ADD to uh, ovarian problems to low back pain to all kinds of things. So and the evidence is there and you can actually, you've done the research, you've put research together. It's together on one website, one, one foundation. Yeah, onefoundation.org. One awesome. And so people can check it out if they want to, sure. Let's cover a little more of that after the break. Mm -hmm. we got to take another quick break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in about two minutes. I want to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly. 
Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized, using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and know in your heart that chemo and radiation may not be the total answer, call and talk to a 40-year cancer survivor of late-stage cancer who didn't use chemo or radiation. Rick Hill is a patient advocate and can refer you to caring medical doctors and surgical oncologists who focus on the cause of cancer, not the tumor. Call Rick, tell him your story, and consider some safe alternatives. Call 800-454-7488 for this free service or visit online at cancercallcenter.com. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473. And, and this is really hard to put it into like chunk it down. Welcome back to the Functional Health Forum. This is Dr. Jurgen Winkler in the studio with Dr. Scott Walker. Again, we're talking about neuroemotional technique or net NET. And what was interesting was that you've actually got some evidence of the type of technique that you do having a result. And you've seen this, and you mentioned earlier, even looking at functional MRIs of the brain, that you can mm-hmm. actually see where there's where there's a change functionally. So tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, working with the cancer patients in your office was really a, a good setup for this. But uh, what we've just completed on the data gathering at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia uh, what we did is we took a number of patients that were diagnosed with cancer, and as you know from your clinical experiences, just the diagnosis for many people, not all, but for many people, it's absolutely devastating. Just getting the oncologist to say, you know, here's the deal. You got stage four of this. Or, and it's just, it can devastate people to the point that they don't even keep their appointments. They don't want to think about it. They don't talk to their family. They won't talk to anybody about it. It's a, a what they call adversive behavior. And this actually plays into the cancer all the more because they're not getting the proper treatment because they're so shaken by this diagnosis. And the quality of their life goes down. And of course, as you know, it suppresses the immune system, which doesn't help the cancer situation either. So we decided to do a research project on it. And we took people that had the diagnosis of cancer that were troubled by it. And what we did with them is we did biofeedback on them. We did uh, blood work on them. We did... uh, uh, a functional MRI, uh, taking pictures, imaging of, of the their brain. brain. Uh, yeah, cool. and and we had them. We we had while they were thinking about the trauma of the diagnosis. That's what they thought about while we did the functional MRI, and uh, uh, blood work. And so anyhow, all the all the data is now in. They're crunching it right now. Write up the scientific article. I hope by the early 2017 that the article will be there. And when it is. We'll have at least a abstract on that onefoundation.org website. But the um, the looking at the data now, uh, there are actual changes in the brain have from doing the simple NET procedure that I just mentioned to you. Uh, that simple with three visits on average, three visits with each um, cancer patient, and the patients say subjectively, "I feel better." Blood tests are better. The biofeedback is better, and the functional MRI is better so that we can actually see the difference. So you're seeing improved blood 
supply to certain parts of the brain that were previously affected. Exactly. And the quote, uh, uh, Newberg, it's, it changes the brain. Wow. So you're actually changing the brain. We're changing the brain without drugs or surgery. We're changing the brain. <laughs> and their emotions. And the emotion that proceeds from that uh, circumstance. So we're very excited about it. We're very happy about it because that's what people deserve. There's a lot of flaky stuff out there in the world of healing. And, uh, and <laughs> let me just say one thing about that. I just called one of these cancer patients and I said, hey, listen, my name is Dr. Walker. I'm with the One Research Foundation and thank you for participating in the study. And I hope it was helpful for you. It was real helpful to me and everything. Well, what we want to do is science is so cold. Uh, we want to put a human face on it. I just wanted to get talk to a real patient and find out what the real human response to it was because that doesn't get included in a scientific study. That's right. excluded. Right. <laughs> and uh, so they said, okay. And so I was asking this one guy, it was so precious. He says, I said, well, what did you think about this intervention that came along? He says, oh, to tell you the truth, he said, I knew about these st studies and I know there's a fake one or a, a placebo. And I said, I knew that. And I was positive that because this NET procedure look, was so silly, I was positive that this was the fake. I was, <laughs> I, I was sure that this wasn't the real treatment. And he says, but in the second visit, I was getting results, you know? And, and so I just, it cracked me up because, well, for a number of reasons. And I have to admit that, that the NET procedure does look flaky. You know why? Because the doctor does so little and the patient does so much. Most of what goes on with this technique goes on within the nervous system it's of the patient. facilitating it. They're the ones that have the emotional trauma. They're the ones that remember these things. They're the ones that are having the emotional response to it, not the doctor. And so we let the, we let the patient uh, process this within their nervous You're system. Just facilitating the action yeah, and, and the result. And it's, on a, uh, and it's on a homeopathic basis is a thing. I'm sure you've talked about it. Uh, but homeopathy is based on like cures like. In other words, we fight fire with fire. Allopathic, if you got something hot, they'll give you something cold. If you got high blood pressure, they'll give you a drug to bring down the blood pressure, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's opposite. Right, it's anti-inflammatory, anti anti-hypertensives. Anti exactly. So what this does is we say, no, listen, you suffered, all right. We're going to have you suffer just a little bit more <laughs> under controlled <laughs> conditions, but you have the power to do that. So let yourself feel this for a minute. And as in doing that, that resolves the trauma and it, re and it changes the brain. What else can you say? Well, you, you also see that there's a change occurring because the patients that I've worked with and that you've seen, you've worked with over the years, you see actually emotional release. There's a crying sometimes, they just spilling out things and oh my God, I didn't realize I was still holding on to that kind of stuff. And it's amazing how that stuff, once it's finally released, there's like, a, you see it in their face. They like They let go, their shoulders are more relaxed. The tension in the face is gone. So I was curious with the studies that you did, what were the blood markers that were different? Uh, I don't know because I didn't. I wasn't in charge of it, but probably a C-reactive yeah, protein. That, yes, that's right. You talked about that once before. Uh -huh. The inflammatory marker, C-reactive protein, but I think cortisol levels have got to change. Probably cortisol levels. Okay. I'm not sure. I wasn't in on that. And and actually, we had made we have made arrangements with uh, Benson. Herbert Benson is like the father of mind body medicine, and mm -hmm. is at Harvard. He he wrote the book, The Relaxation Response. You might remember that. But anyhow, he has a lab up there, and we happen to be connected to it. So we're sending up the stuff that we might get changes in the telomeres. We're going to have them actually look at the genomic wow. structure, and I have no feedback on that at this point. This is that's uh, exciting. This is the middle of February 2016, and we have no feedback from those people yet. So that's just a bonus. If we get that one, that's that's really exciting. And uh, there's two things I want to say. You're, I'm I'm so honored to know you because. You didn't have to practice this 
edgy medicine. You d- you could have done the regular allopathic <laughs> model, but and as we've talked, <laughs> <laughs> but as we were talking before, the, you got your passion is really about finding causes, yeah. finding causes of problem. That's the reason you and I got together at the seminars and and learned it. And the second thing that I want to say is, if people have benefited from this, and there's a lot of people probably listening that have. Uh, we need your help at the One Foundation. One is an acronym that stands for Our Net Effect. Our Net Effect. And it means all of us, medical doctors, chiropractors, patients, attorneys, we all need to be in here working together on that which really works because the pharmaceutical companies probably aren't going to help us, okay? And so what we need to do is we need to have uh, donations, money, any any support that we can get will help the research and move this down the road because this is something we want to work with the vets, for example, post-traumatic stress syndrome from the vets. Here it's easy, it's non-addictive, it's non-drug. In fact, we're getting people off of drugs. In fact, I think on the One Foundation website right now, there's a, there's a, a two-minute a video of a guy that got his leg blown off over in Afghanistan, and he's talking about NET and how it helped get off all these drugs. Wow. So this is, this is something that we need help with. I'm in the twilight of my career, of course. But this needs to carry on, and so any help that anyone can give us on that is so much appreciated. And you have, you've built a huge foundation with this. I mean, you've got seminars all around the world. It's not, I mean, I get your 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 email ads, and there's Australia, there's Florida, there's Europe. I mean, you've gone all over the place. So this is not just isolated to Southern California. You're teaching this broad spectrum, all sorts of practitioners. What are the requirements of a practitioner to come? To uh, they have trained? to be licensed in, in the healing arts to diagnose. So that would include MD, osteopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists. Would that be a marriage and family counselor? Uh, if they have a master's or better degree, okay, it would include them and, um, and dentists how, and so forth. And what's what's the website? The website for the, uh, for the, the teaching the seminars is net mind body one word net mind body dot com net mind body dot com. Uh-huh. And they can if they're you know, don't know whether they qualify or not. The qualifications are right on the website. And the cost of the seminar is dirt cheap. It's, well, I don't know, what do we got? I don't even want to say. I'm just going to say around three, four, five hundred dollars something. They're, they're all reasonable. I've, I've, done, I've done two of them. They're, they're reasonable. I did your 25-year. Very, very reasonable. And we have the money-back guarantee to any practitioner comes and say, you know, that's not for me. Because it's not for everybody. That's okay. Uh, since we started this almost 30 years ago, we just said, you know, money-back guarantee, that's it. You know? Yeah. So... But, we, but here's another thing I thought was interesting. You've done a Heal the, Heal the Healer webinar, yeah, uh-huh. Heal the Healer seminars, where you're knowing that our, the type of work we do, it's it's going to be stressful, and you're dealing with a lot of these types of things, and particularly with what I see, you know, a lot of sick patients that are in, very end stage with their disease. And there's a Heal the Healer conference. And so tell us more. What do you do actually to help the healers? Well, um, what would you repeat that question? What do we do? Oh, what do you? Yeah, what's, how did you? Well, what did you think about what you did to put that together and what was your thinking oh. as to Well, the whole thing could... is this, is that you're right. Uh, the uh, practitioners out there in the firing lines every single day with people that aren't feeling good and they're they're negative and they're, they, they don't mean to be, but they're just, they're tired and they're beat and they're being beat up and they're just- Post-residency, I can remember. And they're very stressed simple. and yeah. they're just, and mm-hmm. so the practitioners, we need to keep the practitioners healthy so they can help the patients. So I saw that that was happening and I said, okay, what we got to do is have a seminar, Heal the Healer. And so we have- uh, Practitioners of every stripe. Uh, these are these are amazing gatherings where we have the 
uh, dietitians and chiropractors and medical doctors and psychotherapists and so forth. And everybody gets together in a room and we start doing this this process on each other to alleviate the stress in the practitioner. And uh, it's a marvelous thing because you you don't know who you're sitting beside. There's a psychotherapist right. on this side and right. <laughs> and uh, an osteopath on the other. You know, but we all have a common vocabulary and a common goal. And the vibration that comes out of that room is absolutely stunning. And everybody goes home uh, re-equipped to go back into the fray and start taking care of their patients again. Practitioners well, need that. Well, here's one interesting thing because I'm an MD, so I've gone to a lot of MD conferences before. When I walk into an MD conference, it's very dark in there it's quiet no one really talks to anybody everybody's kind of keeps to themselves i walked into that seminar i was like a few minutes late and man there was bustling and noise and talking and everybody was interacting it was and the, the, the light the, the room was lit up i mean not even emotionally but just physically there was this light and it's like okay we don't need to sit in a dark room and learn it's like geez, you know so we opened it up and we were talking to people we engaged with people next to us which we typically don't do in seminars and it was just a complete different vibe, complete different energy in the room, but it was exhilarating because there was just people engaging and getting to know one another. So, and supporting, okay, I need a little help with this particular part of the technique and then teaching each other. It was, it was, very, it was actually very enlightening and, and fulfilling to actually go to that. And that was your 25 year one that you did here in Carlsbad. Yeah, and you know, the interesting thing about that is that we didn't plan for that to be the effect of the seminar. In other words, we didn't say, let's go in and sing Kumbaya and let's all <laughs> get, all get happy and hug each other, and uh, which is really easy to do in a Southern California environment, of course. Yeah. But all we did is we just said, look, do this technique on each other. Take the emotional trauma that you're carrying with mm -hmm. you right now, the problems that you have with home with your children or your parents whatever's going on in your practice, bring these problems to the fore and let's just do the technique on it. Right. And what happens as a result of that, without any coaching or suggestion on my part or the instructor's part, is everybody gets lighter. Yeah. And so that's what- And, that, and less stressed. And it yes. happens every single time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we use that for the positive, I thought was interesting, was that we actually then decided to use these techniques to what's inhibiting you from going to the next step, developing your practice further, enhancing your marriage further. What are those types of blocks? I thought that was a definite benefit as well. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up because what I was telling uh, Dr. Newberg, Dr. Dan Monty is the uh, director of the- uh, Integrated Medical Center at Jefferson, and I was telling the board of directors, the One Foundation, I said, you know, I said, those of us that are chiropractors to have these marginal licenses that are out there, you know, we do what we do, but we're really not scrutinized. But these guys, these MDs, and like yourself, Jurgen, and uh, Dr. Monty and Dr. Newman, they are scrutinized right at the hospital. They're scrutinized under the traditional medical model, and people hang on to their models. They just do. That's just human nature. We all hang on to it. And if you're doing something that's different than a traditional model, usually the first thing to do is somebody will try to do you in. They'll try to <laughs> upset it. And, uh, you know, which I understand. I don't even hold, I don't even have a grudge against that because people are usually down on what they're not up on. Well, I'd be curious what we're bringing up after the break is to talk about what, what blocks did you have? I'm sure some of your colleagues are probably thinking, oh, he's kind of gone off. <laughs> gone off the, the other side of the fence somewhere <laughs> where, wherever he's gone so let's take a quick station break and we'll be right back with dr scott walker the functional health forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors host dr jürgen winkler will return shortly 
If you've been diagnosed with cancer and know in your heart that chemo and radiation may not be the total answer, call and talk to a 40-year cancer survivor of late-stage cancer who didn't use chemo or radiation. Rick Hill is a patient advocate and can refer you to caring medical doctors and surgical oncologists who focus on the cause of cancer, not the tumor. Call Rick, tell him your story, and consider some safe alternatives. Call 800-454-7488 for this free service or visit online at cancercallcenter.com. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473. Welcome back, and this is Dr. Jurgen Winkler. We're speaking with Dr. Scott Walker, and we have Brenda on the line. Brenda. Hi. Hello there. So, hi. So, um, I see a chiropractor and He's kind of told me a little bit about the the NET technique work. And uh, so, like, I have a, a fear of scuba diving because I know there's tanks and everything, but I'm scared to death of actually trying it because there's actually no air that I can figure out, even though logically I know there is. Anyway, so how would – he said that the NET work could help me, and I, and I haven't been willing to do that yet, but, but how would that help? Like, I'm not quite sure how it all works. The, the pros right here. Uh, yeah, thanks. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that just the way you said it. You know, that logically, uh, you figure out, yes, that there does air come down and get in the mask or, or in your mouthpiece and so forth, logically. Right, a whole tank, but it's still awfully scary to me. Yeah. And then, and then there's another thing that goes on in everybody's life, and this is very, very interesting. We have our rational reality, and we have our emotional reality. The emotional reality often is not uh, rational at all. And so the fact that even that you say, well, gee, rationally, I can figure out this. I really shouldn't even have this. There's something wrong with me. I, I can't do it. So we work with the emotional reality. Now, here's, a, here's an example. My wife is a chiropractor, and she basically runs the NET business, and she's wonderful. But she had a patient at a seminar one time, and he came up, and he said they were trying to trace something physically back. And it, this all traced back to a time in his formative childhood when he was a little kid. Him and his brother were out camping, and right out of the blue, the father grabbed the kid and started beating him <laughs> for no good reason. Just beat the heck out of him, you know? And so he's been carrying wow. this trauma uh, for all these years. He's now a chiropractor. And uh, wow. so uh-huh. he, um, uh, she resolved the, the thing on stage, and he, he just got functioned back in his legs or his arms, whatever were, was the problem. But um, after, at the break, at the coffee break, uh, another guy came up to her and said, you know what? I'm that guy's brother. I'm also a chiropractor. And I was there. What happened was my little brother caught on fire at the campfire, and my father beat the flames out on him. Okay? So basically, but he had this emotional reality uh, because that's, that's, we've all made mistakes like that in life. And he had this emotional reality that was affecting him and actually affecting his body. Decades later. So this idea that... Remembering was like something bad, but his dad was actually doing something 
necessary and good. Yeah, his, his dad was okay. actually helping him out. And so yeah. you, you may have an emotional reality that uh, there's no, there's no, I'm here, I, I'm used to breathing through my nose, walking around shopping, breathing in and out of my nose. Now I got something over my nose. I got this mask. There's no way that I can do this. And I've had so many patients that have had similar kinds of problems. Like one of the typical things, a kid scored a touchdown and the whole team jumped on top of him. Yay, you know, oh, celebrating yeah. and everything. Well, there was so much weight on top of him, he, he couldn't, couldn't breathe. breathe. <laughs> you know, so wow. there's, there's, there's things that happen in life that can kind of give us this emotional reality is, oh, in certain circumstances, I can't breathe. And that happens. And I'd like to see a NET practitioner actually at every uh, MRI machine where they put them in the claustrophobic situation right there at some point in the future, oh, yeah. if the one foundation is successful and we have this standardized all over, we're going to have a practitioner right there to help people with that claustrophobia before they climb into the yeah, machine. Yeah, I, I did that once too. And that was not fun, but yeah, you know, okay. Yeah. Well that, that fits with this pattern that's going on. So I okay. think that if you, I think that if you get to a good NET practitioner and, and the practitioners are listed on the, uh, NET mindbody.com netmindbody.com there's uh, uh, certified practitioners that are listed there and there's other practitioners that uh, have taken the work but they haven't got the time or inclination yet to get fully certified but there are practitioners uh, in over 30 countries around the world and uh, you can find somebody that you get along with and, and so forth and that's the kind of thing I think that NET really shines with I think you can probably go forward with a little bit of confidence on that. Okay and just like go with the flow right or because I'm not quite I can look on how it works, or you don't have to know my... how it works. That's the, okay. the interesting thing is you don't ha have to know how it works. You just have to find somebody to get along with, and then uh, you don't have to believe it. You can even think it's silly, like that one guy I was talking about earlier in the program. But uh -huh. if you just go with the program, yeah, go with the flow and go with the program. It's not harmful. It's not expensive. Uh, there's never been anyone injured by it that we know of, uh, and uh, okay. hi you know, highly effective. So, you know, I would say. You know, just take a chance. Jump out there and, and see what they can do for you. Okay. I'll do that. Give it a try, Brenda. We'd love to hear get some feedback on that. Okay. Great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We have another caller. Caller, are you there? Okay. We'll continue. In the break, we were talking about some other... There are other techniques that we think are similar to you, and even on the, on the ride down here, we're talking about some of the complexities to which you've put together to make this a very unique system. You think it's a, a good system, and, and from my experience it is. Um, but there's other people might ask, well, what about emotional freedom technique? Because there's lots of videos on the internet of that. Have you looked at that or compared to that to NET? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of uh, emotional fr freedom technique. I'm really glad that it's there. Uh, I think they're helping a lot of people. Uh, and uh, the reason that it's helping other people is because it's based on the meridian system of the body, which NET, by the way, is based on. The um, neuroemotional technique is, uh, I, if I have to say it, I, it it's, it's much more sophisticated and, it, and it's actually much more of a pinpoint uh, technique that it can isolate and narrow things down to a pretty precise level. But that's okay. Uh, the emotional freedom technique was started essentially by a friend of mine, he's now passed, his name is Roger Callahan, and he and I both were um, students and disciples of George Goodhart, who initiated uh, applied kinesiology back in 1964. And Roger Callahan took that information from George Goodhart with the muscle test and developed a, uh, a system. And it's going to escape me right now what he called it. Um, and it'll come back to me. But basically, 
somebody else took his work uh, and um, and developed an emotional freedom technique. And emotional freedom technique is now taught to lots of different people in lots of different professions. And I don't even know if you have to be a professional to take it. But it is dealing with the meridian system of the body, and that's the reason it's effective, and it's helping lots of lots of people. So I would say that that's a good way to go. And um, I don't know that they have a lot of research that uh, backs it up, but I would say from my clinical judgment, the people that I've talked to, I believe that it works. And uh, I think people could avail themselves to that. If it doesn't work for them, they could come and check NET out, or they could come straight and check NET out in the first place. The main idea is that this is a new age, the toothpaste is out of the tube now, okay? That we're in a new age of healing and these various modalities that come out, um, they're new to a lot of people, but that's the reason that Dr. Winkler has this program is to get the word out to everybody that there are other things, scientifically validated things that are out there that they can count on and have confidence in. So I'm really happy to be here on the Winker Walkler report. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's like there's probably one more part of NET, and 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 by the way, thank you for uh, for the compliments, and thank you also for for spending the time going over the detail of this because there's a lot to these type of new techniques, and I yeah, it is my goal to bring them out to the forefront. People have an idea what these things are; they can seek practitioners uh, to actually get the benefit of these techniques. There's another part to the NET which we haven't brought up, and that's the homeopathic remedies. So we talked briefly about homeopathy, but you actually have developed twelve. I think you've developed 12 different types of rem combination remedies that you use. Give us a little insight on those. Well, just like the, uh, we were mentioning earlier that when a person holds um, the emotional conflict that they experience when in the earlier years of their life and they hold that within their nervous system, it's fighting fire with fire. It's the law of similars that Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, who was a German uh, medical doctor hundreds of years ago, he called it the law of similars. And what he did is he took uh, poisons, actually, and he diluted them down uh, so that now they weren't poisons anymore. There's just a microscope, minuscule amount of uh, a poisonous substance in a great big volume of water so that you could, can't even hardly detect it. And so he found out that that would actually have a healing effect, a dilute substance causing a healing effect. Well, what I did is I took a page out of his book and then the Meridians, and I started doing a lot of clinical testing with patients and with fear and anger and grief and sadness and uh, <clears throat> so forth. And I found that there were particular specific homeopathic remedies that would uh, test positive. And we found out that when the patient finished with the physical uh, NET procedure, that if we gave them this remedy, they could take this remedy home and continue the healing process because the, the healing process actually doesn't stop in the in the doctor's office, even though a person will feel a lot of relief and have signs like you were saying, they would cry or sigh or have a relaxed face and things like that. Uh, if you have a thorn in the leg and you take the thorn out, well, yes, you helped him quite a bit, but the healing continues in that wound of that thorn. Well, that's the same thing that happens. So these homeopathic remedies, these practitioners have access to them. They give them to their patients. They're uh, tasteless, no bad side effects. They can take Easy them and to use. they're on their way and uh, it's, it's safe all the way around and they're inexpensive. Awesome. You've pretty much rounded up a lot of things in regards to neuroemotional technique. NET, netmindbody.com, onefoundation.org is how we can reach you, find out about other practitioners, find out about the research you're doing. Been a wonderful hour spending with you, Dr. Walker. Look yeah. forward to many more. So 
Thank you to our listeners, and we're going to sign off today on the on the Functional Health Forum. And this has been Dr. thanks Jürgen for listening Winkler. and participating in this week's Functional Health Forum with Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Tune in next Saturday from noon to one for the next edition of the Functional Health Forum, right here on twelve ten a.m. KPRZ.